Contact Zimmer Communications today and schedule a True Colors training with your team. Learn more at ZimmerCommunications.com. Time for another snake draft on the Elijah Har Show. Come on, slither little snake. Vote for your favorite list on Twitter at 933KWTO or on the Elijah Har Show Facebook page. Welcome back to KWTO. We've got our snake draft today. It is life's most consistent disappointment brought to you by. The Dallas Cowboys, more specifically the playoff Dallas Cowboys team. Uh, Garrett, we've already talked about you. You were at the game this weekend. But in honor of them, we're going to give you the first pick in the draft. Yeah, so I'm, I'm not picking the Cowboys yet. Um, they, I think they're going to be a little bit later in the draft here because uh, it, it, it just makes sense. But this is a political show, and therefore the number one overall pick has got to be Republican supermajorities. It <laughs> seems like every single time... We get this, whether it's in Missouri, whether it's in the, uh, whether it's in DC, whether it's in some random county that I've never heard of. No matter where it is, we always get so excited about it. And we usually pass one or two really big, solid, awesome bills. And other than that, nothing gets done. This is what happened last year. We passed the big trans, save, uh, save women's sports act, banning dudes from competing in women's sports. And then nothing else. And it seems like this year we're going to get pretty much nothing else done. That's what we've heard from the legislators. So it's just, it always seems to disappoint. I just, I've learned not to get my hopes up every time anything around me has a Republican supermajority. I 100% agree with you. Mine is shockingly similar to yours. I'm going to pick meeting politicians. Most of the time, the people that you think, and I, I could broaden this to actors, to athletes, to you name it. Most of the time, the people you read about, you watch on TV, you read stories about, when you meet them in person, they leave you so cold. Um, I, I like to joke about the, the, the people that are always looking over your shoulder. You shake hand and they're looking over your shoulder to see who else they need to talk to next. So you never actually get a chance to meet them. Uh, or interact with them. Uh, they're really just looking for somebody else to say hi to at the time. There's this joke. I think there's like a cartoon one time uh, that got passed around where a guy is is like shaking hands in a rope line and he's literally throwing people behind. He grabs their hand, throws them behind. It's like politicians in a rope line. <laughs> it's it's really what it is when you meet them. There are exceptions. Um, I always say there there are three types of politicians, or I should say this: politicians can be good at one of three things. They can either be a student of the law and the type that like digs their fingers into the law and minutia, they never miss a vote, that type. They're usually, you know, pretty boring, uh, not very personable. Then there's the type that are great speech makers, but they're terrible one on one. This would be like the Ron DeSantis, the his problem. He's great on stage. He's great dealing with media. He's not so great when it comes to the grip and grins in the frozen tundra of Iowa. The third politician is the one. That is the room worker. He's, he's the backslapper and the arm grabber. And those are the best. To meet those politicians, you feel like the absolute most important person in the world. When politicians can put all those three things together, that's what makes them tremendous. And usually you can't. Usually you can put two of the three together. I don't know very many people that could put all three. Great example. Not that I like him. In fact, he's one of my least liked presidents of all time. Bill Clinton. 
decent speech giver. Every person I've ever talked to has said that if you were in the room with Bill Clinton, you felt like you were the most important person to Bill Clinton. Make whatever jokes you want to make, but that's what people say about him. Obama, on the other hand, great speech maker, not so comfortable one-on-one. Uh, a lot of, I, I've met Trump a couple times, great one-on-one. Speech is a little weird, they're a little long, but fantastic one-on-one, humorous, interesting. Every politician is just different in different ways. But most politicians, when you meet them, are not near as awesome as the idea in your mind you have cooked up for them. So that's my number one. Yeah, I'd, uh, I, got to, I got to meet Ben Carson one time in uh, 2015, and I was really excited to meet him. And I think I've told this story on air. He shook my hand while he had a Sharpie in the very same hand. And I was like, <laughs> dude, I waited for an hour. Like, come on, you know. So um, I, I like that one a lot. This could mainly be broadened i do think to just meeting your heroes in yeah, general yeah i think so too as soon as i said it, i was like i i, I should uh, prolong that a bit probably but then i probably would have dogged on you for not being specific enough so I, I i see what you did i think politicians is probably the right way to go here uh maybe athletes would have been a little bit more interesting as well but this is a political show and that makes a lot of sense all right my number 2 uh is owning your own home it is the great <laughs> dream of every person i can't wait to buy my house in this cool neighborhood we're on the cool street it'll be my fortress and then you find out homes are expensive the interest rates are really high but the worst part is the upkeep and i think about this whenever it gets real cold your pipes burst i remember in college stuff would go wrong there'd be like you know the the sink wouldn't work the toilet breaks they just like i'll call my landlord let them fix it for me but when your heater goes out at zero degrees and you call somebody and they're like, yeah, it's going to cost you time and a half because we're way backed up and it's the weekend and it's still going to be thousands of dollars or you've got your know, pipes burst and you need to call the plug. Those things are the worst. And as great as it is to have your own house, the, the costs of being a homeowner are so much more than just the cost of buying the dang house. My window of my house fell yesterday. Um, Wait, so how does the window fall? Yeah, I don't know if I, I don't know if I've told you this story. Actually, it's a it's a two pane window. You know how you have the uh, the top window, which isn't supposed to move. We'll get to that part in a second. And then you have the bottom one that, when you unlock it, it's supposed to go up and down and up and down, all pretty. You know, um, this was about a week ago. We were baking something, and actually, I wasn't baking anything. My roommates were baking something, and I went to unlock the bottom window so i could move it open and the top part just fell straight down just came right <laughs> off the wood separated completely and um my room uh, we have two pretty much brand new roommates i guess they're about a month two months old into it at this point and they're they're from egypt and they're they're on a foreign exchange student plan here and so they said okay well how much is this going to cost to fix a fix and we were like <laughs> Nothing, but it's going to take way longer because that's what it's like renting, guys. It is true. It does take <laughs> Well, the funny thing is, and I've seen this from both sides because my dad owns rental properties, but he will say, like, somebody, I guess, had a heater go out, and he's like, hey, listen, uh, as much as I would like to, like, I can't get anybody over there because every construction guy I've called is fixing somebody else's heater. So he, he literally told them, go buy a couple space heaters, and I'll pay for them until I can get somebody there to the house. Which I was like, hey, kudos to him for doing that. 
but uh, yeah, that's a that's a challenging thing to have happen. Yeah, I do have a real a, a real quick story. I saw this on Twitter. This is one hundred percent true, according to what I saw on Twitter. Uh, this has nothing to do with the draft, but with uh, heating and air, uh, HVAC, whatever you want to call it. There was a super liberal whose husband was an HVAC person in Northwest Missouri. Yeah, you saw I this too. Saw this. How stupid is this? S- Tell the listeners because okay. I had the same reaction. How terrible! So you want to talk about somebody uh, grandstanding and actually looking like an idiot? This the 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 wife was telling the story that the husband, who's an HVAC specialist mechanic, got a call from one of her quote unquote crazy MAGA neighbors saying, "Hey." Will you fix my heater? This is two days ago, so we know that if you watched the Kansas City Chiefs game, you know exactly how bad it was over there. Uh, can you fix my heater? My heater's out. And the wife and the husband immediately at first said no. They were like, no. That Now, they didn't tell the person this, but they said, no. You know what? You would have told us to pull ourselves up by our bootstraps, and you would have told us that all— we should have gotten a better heater. We should have been more prepared. Or this is Biden's economy. It's his fault. All of this stuff. But you know what? Instead, we went over to that evil, terrible Trump voters' house and we fixed his. That's and not we what didn't they even said, charge him. That's that's like how how terrible of a person are you to come right out and say we were going to let those people freeze to death because they voted differently than us, but then they didn't. So you should give us a lot of credit. No, dude, go fix this. And the second part is the the constant desire to post on social media about this type of stuff. Yeah. Like, I, I watched this stupid video of this guy helping his wife throughout the day. And it was like, you know, she, I don't know, she had some surgery. And so he's like helping her in the shower and making her food and all. Of the, and I'm like, why are you posting? This is totally self-congratulatory. Look at me. I'm so amazing. I don't understand that. I know we're we're far askew from where we started. Owning your own home, no fun, no fun ah. at all. Um, I'll, I'll I'll give you another one here uh, for my for my second pick. Changing your sleep schedule, whether you think you're going to sleep in the next morning or you think you're going to wake up early and be an early riser and get a whole bunch of stuff done. No matter what, no matter how you're changing your sleep schedule, it always goes poorly. It always goes terribly. Um, I, 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 Elijah has had to get me up a time or two for a, a meeting to plan the show or something like that. Um, on, on Thursdays, I'm going to some Bible study that is going to be very fulfilling and great, but it's also going to be really early in the morning. And it, it never goes well. I, it, Elijah asks me later in the day when they're doing the show, how you feeling? And it's always awful. It's never, <laughs> it's never good. So changing your sleep schedule always is, um, is disappointing for me. And then I'm going to go with uh, Disney movies. I think modern Disney movies are always oh, disappointing at this point. Terrible. They they terrible. show out when it comes to advertising on some of them. They absolutely show out. You're, you see them all over the place. It's in constant uh, uh, movie theaters, commercials, or just TV commercials, social media, Google, all over the place. There's a different uh, Disney movie. It feels like it's coming out every other weekend. And then the next thing that comes out is Disney misses the mark once again with this LGBTQ thriller. Like it's always yeah, yes. It's like, well, huh, I wonder what I wonder the common why. ground is. Right. You you animated uh water droplets and made them gay and said, Come watch. And America was like, No. <laughs> you, you made the water droplets gay. <laughs> so just modern Disney movies in general. 
I, I'm not a fan. I do have a list pulled up here of the most recent Disney movies. Uh, we have Wish that nobody saw. We have Turning Red that nobody saw. We have Crater that nobody saw. We have Haunted Mansion that nobody saw. We have um, Encanto, which I actually heard was decent, so that's a strike against me. And then we have the remakes, uh, live-action remakes of The Little Mermaid and Pinocchio, which I didn't even know Pinocchio was live-action remade until just now. You also have Rava or Rava. You have Elemental. Uh, and none of none of these made any money, nor should they have. Um, yeah, I embarrassingly went to see Wish. It wasn't objectionable, but it was boring, I'll tell you that. Um, all right, that's 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 a great pick. I don't, you're right. The Disney hasn't made a good film in a while. Okay, uh, my number three pick. My number three and number four kind of go together. Might have to change my number. Four. All right, number three pick. Um, metabolism as you get older, and I know everybody likes to complain about this, and I, but like I'm doing 75 hard for the second year in a row, and I I'm I've done I'm doing it differently than I did last year because uh, I didn't necessarily like how like the I wanted to change up a little bit. But I'm definitely not seeing the weight loss as fast as I used to when I was a kid. When I was a kid, by the end of the first week, I was down five pounds. Like, it was just like, oh, yeah, easy. This time, it's like, no, you're down like a pound the first week, which is fine. And I know I'm actually, like, trying to lose real weight, not just water weight. But, man, I remember as a kid, especially for wrestling, I could lose weight so fast. And now as an adult, it just doesn't come off quite as easy as it used to when I was a kid. And I know this is something you're super young and skinny, so you don't really care and know. But when you're older and you're you're like, oh, I remember, I I could drop five pounds by tomorrow. Nope, can't do it anymore. Yeah, I mean, this is it's kind of the opposite for me. I'd like to gain weight, and my metabolism is working at such a furious pace that I can't. So that's that's disappointing for me. I I mean, just I think a lot of people are just disappointed with their weight. We might have to have a different discussion about uh, mental health and body shaming in this country. But that that would be <laughs> that would be for a different draft. Uh, th- this is overall, I, I, th- I think, I think this is a good pick. Uh, my last one, this one's going to be my controversial one, watching sporting events in person. Um, and, and I know some people say, you know, like I was thinking about the Chiefs game this weekend. Is it really that I was sitting on my couch in my 70 degree room with food that was hot, drinks that were cold, kids playing on, like around me and Perfect shot of every play, laser, you know, like laser clear quality, replay, the whole thing. And I'm like, why would I want to go to a negative five degree game? (laughs) Conversely, in the middle of August, when it's the dog days of summer and people are like, I'm going to see the Cardinals play. I'm going to sit in the stadium for four hours, drenched in sweat with my warm beer and my like mediocre hot dog. And I'm like, wait, I can watch this game on TV in cool air conditioning, I can see up close. I can get the the slow motion replays. I feel like the idea of watching sporting events is awesome. I feel like actually watching sporting events is way way better at home now than it is in person. the The caveats to this are yeah, um, there are caveats. I, I, I mean, agree. Playoffs, rivalry games, and going in big groups. Those are different live. So definitely agree on going in big 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 groups. Definitely agree on that. Um. I'm not convinced playoffs makes up for it. Now, I saw like a World Series game, super awesome atmosphere, but it was also semi-comfortable. That Chiefs game, even those playoff games, all those people that posted, we're at the Chiefs game and it's the fourth coldest game in the history books. And I'm like, I don't think that was a good, I don't think I would have enjoyed that. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm being a crotchety, you know, 40 year old, but I just don't think I'd enjoy that. 
I don't think you like sports at the end of the day. Oh, I think that's what it is. Okay, here we go. Um, no, I I agree to a certain extent. I think you have to go every once in a while just to uh, really remember your roots, if you if you if you know what I mean. You have to be able to feel. If you're watching on TV, you have to be able to feel the energy in the stands from the television, and you can't do that if you never go to the game. So I think you have to go every once in a while. Uh, that being said, the people who have season tickets and never miss a game, I think that's crazy. I don't know how I don't know how they do that, uh, especially like you said in Kansas City or when it's never warm, like Lambeau Field or uh, or uh, Pittsburgh Steelers, Buffalo Bills, that style of stuff, or when it's always raining, like Seattle. I, I get I that. mean Lambeau. <laughs> Uh, this this Bills game today, I mean, watching them shovel that stadium. And, and listen, it's going to be a clear day today, but but a couple days ago, when it was supposed to be 60-degree winds with a foot of snow, I don't care how, how much I love a team. I don't think that's an enjoyable experience. Yep, so I have uh, I have two honorable mentions. One of those is the Cowboys, which we've already talked about a little bit. But uh, the, the, wait, don't you don't you have to do your your fourth pick? I do, I do, I do. Yeah, I'm just I'm not picking them. Got I have it, so got many it. other good ones, but I wanted to to you know um we we teased me picking the Cowboys. I'm telling the people why that's that's not going to happen because I have such a good pick here. Have you ever um oh well now now I'm thinking of a way you can change that. I'm going to change my pick as I'm saying it. I'm going to go with naps. Naps always seem like a fantastic idea, <laughs> and then you wake up and you're you forget your middle name and where you're at geographically in general. Whether it's relation to the state you're in, the house you're in, or just the room that you're in, you fall asleep on the living room couch. It's terrifying, uh, especially. I mean, any any time you're falling asleep and it's not nighttime, and then you wake up, you're dazed and confused. Almost ten times out of ten, I would say. So. You, you go to sleep, you think, oh, I'll catch whether it's 20 minutes or 30 minutes or, or an hour nap. And you're like, I just, I have nothing to do for a little bit. I'm going to catch some shut eye and I'll be awake and refreshed for the rest of the day. I'll hit that meeting or I'll hit that dinner or I'll hit whatever it is and I'll be good to go. Never goes that way. I always wake up with my hair in an absolute mess, a little dried drool on either side of my lip. I don't know where I am. I don't know who I am. And I'm terrified for some reason, like, like that. That movie, or that show, Naked and Afraid. I feel, I feel <laughs> naked and afraid. Even, even. Well, I'm sometimes afraid, and for a nap, sometimes naked. But I'm usually, I, I usually feel like both whenever I wake did up. Did you from see? A nap. Did you? This is unrelated. Did you see the car accident? That this lady had a car accident, and Hulk Hogan happened to be driving by and helped her out of her car, and like stood there while they called. And all I could think about is, it was like a rollover. Imagine having a rollover accident, and then all of a sudden, like you're like disoriented you look out the window and you hear give me your hand brother let me help oh. you and i'm like you would be like i've died yes. this is a dream i don't know what's going on yep that would be that would be incredible now i'm thinking of what the funniest celebrity would be to run into like just you you roll over and you're like kind of dazed and confused and you're you, you have a little cut on your head and you look out and you, you see a hand and it's like well, come on! You're gonna be you're gonna be just fine. Come on! It's I like how neither one of us. I was like, I was like, that's not Hulk Hogan. <laughs> no. I don't know who it is. <laughs> We're bad at impressions. <laughs> We're terrible at impressions. <laughs> All right, uh, you uh, you can go vote ninety three three K W T O on Twitter. Uh, Elijah, you won the last draft, but not by as much as I thought you would, to be honest. So, congratulations to you, sir. Uh, this will be a fun one. Life's greatest disappointments. One thing that will never disappoint you: the Elijah Har Show. As a reminder, we'll be back on Monday from four to six. I'm sorry, 
tomorrow, Tuesday, from 4 to 6. Obviously, the big legislative week getting kicked off. Um, But as we do every day, we finish up with a quote of the day. Do everything with a good heart. Expect nothing in return, and you will never be disappointed. We'll see you tomorrow on The Elijah Hart Show. This land was made for you and me As I was